Hi, welcome to the Dan Bradbury podcast where turnover is vanity, profit is sanity, and cash is king. In this podcast, I'll bring you resources, tips, interviews, and lots more to help to grow your business and make it less dependent on you. Hello and welcome to the Dan Bradbury podcast. My name is Topher Morrison. I'm the guest host. Dan is stuck in an ashram finding himself. What? Sorry, I'm being told that's not true. He's actually preparing for the Ultimate Entrepreneur starting June 22nd, going through June 23rd in Warwick. Information is on the screen. Tickets still available if you'd like to go. If you are COVID conscious, we also will give you the opportunity to zoom in to the event as well. Uh, And that is why I'm guest hosting here today, because I have the distinct privilege and honor of interviewing all of the contestants in the Ultimate Entrepreneur Mastermind. Now, that event itself is going to be an opportunity for Anyone who wants to go to the program who's a business owner to get some great insight and ideas on how to thrive in their business. But we're also going to be doing that at the same time as we have a competition for somebody to win a cash prize of 10,000 pounds and the esteemed title of Ultimate Entrepreneur. And we have one of our guests here today who is that contestant. So without further ado, I want to get into this. This is Rob Stone. He is the owner of Instaloft. Uh, It has a very unique, innovative business where he'll, he'll help take homes that don't have a loft and install them. Instantly, I'm assuming, hence the name Instalon. So without further ado, please welcome to the show, Rob Stone, the owner of Instalon. Hey, Rob, how you doing, my friend? Hi, Topher. I'm, I'm great. Thank you for speaking to me. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, we're glad to have you here. And congratulations on being one of the finalists in The Ultimate Entrepreneur. You got 10K on the line and, and bragging rights. Thank you. Yeah. Are you excited for the event? Oh, definitely. Yes. Very exciting. Yeah. Now, are you prepped and you're ready to go? You've got about 15 minutes to win the audience over and share with them why <laughs> you should be rated The Ultimate Entrepreneur. This will be kind of a trial run for you, if you will. So we'll, we'll, we'll start off with that. If you were to go to an event and you had to communicate to somebody what it is you do, I'm sure you have something in your repertoire of how you talk a little bit about what you do. So let me just start off by, let's hear your pitch. Let's hear what you say to individuals who want to know what it is that you do. Okay, well, Instaloft is the UK's largest installer of loft storage solutions. That's loft boarding, loft ladders, loft insulation. Uh, we go into a loft, as you rightly pointed out, where there's no flooring whatsoever. Uh, we raise the floor up, we protect the insulation. Uh, and we give them access to store all their belongings. So we give them the chance to create a nice, tidy space downstairs by putting all their junk upstairs, uh, somewhere they can easily access it whenever they need to. That's great. It's clear. I get it. It's a, it's a great pitch, quite frankly. I understand exactly what it is you do. For my U.S. viewers who might be tuning in, a loft is an attic, by the way. So there you go. Not <laughs> the loft that we call. It's an attic. But nonetheless, uh, I've been interviewing all the contestants, and I've had opportunities of meeting them all prior to this, but this is the first one I've done blind because we haven't had an opportunity to actually have a conversation yet. So this will be uh, raw and real and organic, and I'll be asking you a ton of questions. I don't know how your business did, but we want to really kind of talk about what was your business like pre-pandemic, and then what happened in the pandemic, and now where are you at as you start to come back out on the other side? So let's just start pre-pandemic. Let's go through some numbers. We, we're all business owners here. What kind of revenue yeah, sure. are you producing pre-pandemic? Uh, pre-pandemic, in, in the sort of three months before, we, we were approaching um, up to £650,000 a month. Uh, we, we just opened our, our sixth depot mm-hmm. about two months prior, mm-hmm. uh, and things were working really, really well. We were, we were really pleased with how things were going. 
and you have brick and mortar um, buildings where your actually your head your your headquartered or your center for people can come in and shop. Is that we do? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we, we have a brick and mortar head office in Telford, uh, and then we have five other depots around the country. So we've got a depot in Essex, in uh, Peterborough, one in York, one in South Wales, and one in Reading as well. Wow. All right. So now I can't wait to dig a little bit deeper here because I, I would assume that your business, you know, could go either way, right? Like when the pandemic hits, do people stop getting their lofts built or do they start getting more of them built because now they're home all the time and they want to build it? Or do they want to start doing it themselves and think they can? So tell me a little bit about what happened back March of last year when the pandemic hit. What happened to them? Well, Oddly, for us, it started a little bit before that okay. because I was watching the news like everyone else was, and I was very concerned about it. And, and I made phone calls to people like Dan and other people saying, "Oh, what do you think?" And everyone was like, "Oh, it's probably nothing to worry about. You know, don't don't get too stressed out." Yeah. But I thought, well, I'm, I'm one of these people. I like to mitigate against disasters. Um, so I started putting ideas together for what could, you know, what could possibly go wrong if if, if it came to our country mm -hmm. and. What we found was during the course of March, our leads just became less and less and less to the point where, you know, one lead might have been costing us £2,000 quite literally. Oh. Uh, we gave him one advert, you know, one, one inquiry yeah. for a £2,000 ad spend, which was absolutely crazy. Uh, and then, of course, you know, the guys are all out working. Everyone's questions every day. Are we going to carry on working? What are we doing? What are we doing? And the government made their announcement. Yeah. Um, and and that way, same day. To put this in perspective, how many staff did you have back then? We had probably at that time, probably about uh, 95. 95. Yeah. So this is no small business here. You're, you're doing 650K a month. You've got 60 some odd employees or uh, sorry, 90 some odd employees. You have yep. the responsibility of like, like I, can, I can imagine the pressure that that must have felt for you because it's not just you're seeing the leads evaporate and the revenue go down, but you're also, I would assume, a little bit worried about, but like, you've got 90 some odd lives that are relying on yeah. you to make the right choice and the right decision. So what would that, what was that like? That, that was that was the challenge. So, so you know, people kept saying to me, well, what are you going to do about the money? And I said, look, the, the money is one thing, you know, it's important to any business, but we're talking about 95, 100 families that rely on me to keep the business going. It's not about whether I can make any money is how do I make sure these guys still feed their kids? Yeah. yeah. You know, and that was was very scary. So the pressure really came from my wanting to look after everyone within the business to make sure that they could look after their families. Oh, I, I literally, I, I like, I can't even get my head around that. I mean, I've got a small business, but I don't have 90 some odd employees, right? <laughs> Which I get, I, I get that we still call that technically a small business, but Talk to anybody who's got 90 employees, you're like, there's something small about this. Yeah, we've got a lot that's going on. Yeah. Um, I would imagine there was probably a lot of sleepless nights, a lot of stress, probably not too many, not too much of an appetite. What did you do? Like you obviously I'm I'm assuming, you know, get on the phone, talk to Dan, you start going through your cash flow um statements yeah. to notice what's your runway. But what was that like? And and what did you do to adjust and to accommodate? Because you also got all of these leases for all the facilities. Yes, yeah, yeah. Well, like everyone, you know, we, we're fortunate some of our leases were paid on a quarterly basis, so they weren't due. Um, uh, some had been paid at the beginning of March, so again, not due until the beginning of April. But 23rd of March, you know, we told everyone, down your tools, go home, you'll be you'll be on the new government furlough scheme um, as soon as that's announced, and, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll see this through. Um, so, so March, 
you know, finished off with a, with a massive drop. We, we lost about £120,000 in revenue. Um, and, and ironically, we did make a profit. We made £10,000 profit, which was far, far less than normal. Still good. Um, no, listen, if you're but, in the green, you're in the green, but, right? Yeah. yeah, we're in the green. Um, but it wasn't enough to pay the next month bills, as you can probably appreciate. Um, uh, and so we were. I, I, I was on the groups, talking to Dan, talking to people in the, in the mastermind group, saying, We've got to do this. We've got to get back out there. We've got to find a way. And people say, no, no, you can't. It's irresponsible. You know, you're putting lives in danger. I said, no, I'm not going to put lives in danger. What I'm going to do is I'm going to find a way to make sure they're not in danger so that we can carry on. Interesting. So come the 1st of April, um, we put five vans back on the road okay. um, just because some people didn't want to cancel um, sure. their installations. So, so we, we, we spent the rest of March putting in what we called our own COVID-safe procedures, yep. uh, which was things like obviously wearing the masks, wearing full body protection, uh, cleaning all of their equipment in between jobs, cleaning their hands before they go into a house, you know, with sanitizers, so all it, these different it, it, things. It's not just trying to do business. You've literally got to tra- retrain your entire staff yes. on all new yep. protocol to make sure that they keep their customers safe and themselves safe as well. Yes. Oh. Yeah, yeah, very much so. And that's, this is why... Yeah, we couldn't pull everyone back in in one go because we had to make sure this was going to work and that people would even want us. Um, so, so we we had the admin team; they were still working um, up until the end of um, March. So they were calling customers saying, "Look, sorry, we can't come. We're going to put you onto a waiting list, and we'll rebook you in as soon as we can." Yeah. yeah so apologising to uh, literally hundreds of customers to say, "You know, we don't want to not come. We just can't do it." Yeah. Um, but these five vans, we got the teams together. We said, like, this, these are the things you need to do. You need to work with us. You know, it's a voluntarily, you don't have to return, but people wanted to, fortunately, some of them. Of course. Um, it's voluntary. This is what we're going to do. We've got a, it's going to be a bit of trial and error to, to make sure it works. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, obviously, it was depending if the customers were receptive, and, and many were, which was, which was great. Yeah. Then, of course, we need to carry on selling because you can go and install things, but if you run out of sales, right. you can't do that. Yeah. So, so, Again, I'm there saying, you know, how do this? And I was like, well, you can't go to people's houses. It's dangerous. You can't do this. It's dangerous. And I said, well, we can't, but we all carry these with us. Yeah. You know, our customers carry them. We carry them. You can phone somebody up and say, right, video call. You know, as long as we tell them beforehand, we're going to video call them. We're going to get them to show us their loft entrance. Yeah. We're going to get them in there with the light and we're going to ask them to, to, to scan around. We're going to ask the customers to measure up for us. I'm going to carry on quoting. We're just going to do it in a different way. Now, I've got to ask you because we've had a couple of other contestants as well that had in-home consultations in order to sell their products or their services, just like yours. Yes, of course. They all said, uh, full stop, they were like, there was no way we could have, like, they were all like, we've done it this way for years. It has to be done in person. And they were forced to do it, just like you're saying, over the mobile phones, FaceTime and stuff. Prior to this, I would assume all of your consults were done in person, walking through the house, taking the measurements. And then did you ever in a million years think that you could actually sell it and do it over a mobile phone and still provide oh, no. quality? No, no. And this was the challenge we had because customers don't always you know, know how to measure the loft properly. They don't know where yeah. we would hold a tape measure. Okay, um, so, so literally they- you guys were building stuff based upon the faith that the residents were actually measuring things effectively. Yes, yeah, yeah. We, we had to change our terms and conditions to allow for customers to make mistakes and yes. say, look, you know, we're going to get there. We're going to do what you've told us we can do based on your property. Yeah. 
but it might go up and it might go down a little bit and you've got to bear with us because we're doing the best we can. And, and unfortunately, we, we, we're very lucky with our brand that we've got quite a strong following and a, and a good reputation. Uh, and, and for the most part, not everyone, yeah. but pretty much all the customers were, were quite lenient on you know mistakes that, that sure. in a sense, they have made you know, yeah. or, or that we can identify through a mobile phone survey. Right. It's not my fault. You're using a different ruler than I am. Um, I, yeah. so, so check this out. So not only did you have to retrain your entire staff on a whole new protocol and procedure, but you also, I'm assuming you had, must have developed some sort of like a training protocol for your customers to train them on how to effectively do the measurements because that's something they've probably never done before. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we had a member of our admin team um, call them to brief on what we're going to do. Yeah. Then we had the, the surveyor call them and say, this is what you're going to need. This is what I'm looking for. You know, are you ready for your call at three o'clock or whichever time it would be? Um, and, and, and just to really try and prep it as much as possible beforehand. Because if you phone somebody up and they haven't even got a ladder to get into their loft, yeah. obviously there's going to be a problem there because they can't do anything. Yeah. Okay, so now, and I can't wait to find out what your numbers are right now, but we're going to hold that off for a second um, because yes. I'm so intrigued by this because you have literally every reason in the world just to fold up and close up shop and say, Listen, we'll, we'll try to open up again next year, not push yes. through this. You did this. So there's a couple of questions I've got going on in my head. One of them is like, Oops. why would you even put yourself through all of this new stuff that you had to do instead of just like kind of sitting back and just waiting and just putting everybody on furlough and just shutting down and going, you know, we'll, we'll come back in nine months. What, what is it about you or why do you do what you do that compels you to put up with all of the headache that you're now dealing with? Yeah, certainly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so for me, it starts going back to the six and a half, seven years ago when I first started this business. Um, and I got to a point where I had nothing left, uh, Literally, I was going out doing car boot sales, selling my DVD collection for a pound uh, just to buy food for my children, just to try and pay some of the bills. Now, bear in mind, I've got nine children. That's a lot of DVDs that I have to sell in order to, to, to feed my kids. You know, and it, it, they were really, really desperate times. And so when you've got 95, 100 families relying on you to not put them in that same situation, for me, that's a massive, massive problem. If I've been there, I've been there where I've don't know how I'm going to feed my kids the next day. For um, me, the pressure of, of knowing that is, is where the drive came from to make sure that we can't just stop, we can't just close the door, we've got to find a way to get these guys back to work, earning their money and feeding their families. Rob, you are an absolute inspiration. This is incredible. All right, so you've retrained your staff with known policies. You've retrained your, 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 uh, your customers. You've redeveloped your terms and conditions to accommodate for your customers making mistakes on the measurements. Um, yeah. You've got all of this stuff going against you, but yet you push through and you start to deliver on the service. Let's go post-pandemic now, or not post, we're not post-pandemic yet, but let's go, uh, you know, another three, six months in. What happened? Did your business go up? Have you maintained? Where are you at now? Well, this is where it gets incredible. So, so, so I told you about what happened in, in April. We had five vans out. We did, I think, £73,000 in revenue, which compared to six fifty is <laughs> is nothing. Yeah. But, that's five vans out there testing the waters for us to make sure we could, we could come back in. Yeah. So during May, we said, right, we're going to bring down, we're going to bring all the one-man vans back. We have we have one-man vans, we have two-man vans, and obviously we didn't want too many people in, going into houses. We didn't want houses mixing. Yeah. So we said, well, everyone who we class as a head fitter, they'll come back to work and 
you know, we'll, we'll, we'll carry on testing the water, we'll open all six depots up and we'll send them all back out. But a job that would normally take two men a day might take one man two days or three days. Sure. And we went out there in, in, in May and we did £424,000 in revenue. Which, Unbelievable. You know, wow. But that, that, that was May and we thought, well, this is crazy. You know, we, we, you know, for us, we were still not making much money. We did make some money. Sure. But compared to the numbers beforehand, yeah. it was still scary times, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and we were still looking at the inquiries and thinking, are they going to start coming back in? So what I did is during that time, I would turn the advertising on for a day um, and see what happened. And, it, and if it became very expensive, I turned it off. Yeah. And if it started to work, I figured the call signs were really pulling people back was when the people start asking for the work mm-hmm. is when we can go back. Yeah. Um, so every few days, we turn the marketing back on, see if we had any inquiries. And then one day, we got inundated with so many inquiries, we didn't know what to do. How do you think that? The way, do you think it was was that COVID impacted in that like because people were just at their house they were like, oh man, we yeah. gotta clean up this clutter. This is driving me crazy, right? They need to they need to make their own home offices, so they've got to get rid of the yeah. stuff. And you think that's what it was? Yeah, hundred percent. So so everyone was working at home, so they were probably spending a lot more time on their phones, on their computers, doing things. Mm. Uh, they were they were looking around their houses, and there's oh, there's there's this here and there's that there, it's all in my way, I'm supposed to be working from home. Yeah. And then we call and we say, hang on, we can create all this extra storage space. You know, and, and if you want to use it as an office, you probably can, you're not yeah. supposed to, but you, you know, <laughs> we know people are going to. So so the, the, they just exploded. So we had to get the, the booking team back in, the admin team back in. Uh, and, and so on the 1st of June, we were pretty much back at full capacity. In fact, we were more than full capacity because June, we had a record month. We did 898,000. This was June of last year, 2020. June of last year, yes, yeah. In the the thick of the pandemic, you broke all time records. We did, yeah, yeah. And then we we did the same thing the month after and the month after, depending on the the number of days in the month, you know, but but the targets we set ourselves, we just kept beating, beating and beating. But we had a plan during this period, you know, an original plan, which was to open another depot, another four depots, uh, and increase the the uh, the business that way. Yeah. And I say, well, we can't open another depot. We can't bring people in to train them. We can't do the things that we would normally do to expand the business. Yeah. So what we're going to do is we're going to train the assistants to become head fitters, and we'll expand the business that way instead. So the people we take on are going to be, you know, lower numbers, things like that. It's not to say we didn't have difficulties with some staff who didn't want to come back. We did, of course, um, and, and that was dealt with in the, in the fairest possible way. And we, we lost, we had very, very few casualties um, from work. And we had, I think, we, the whole time we've had two people who've actually, you know, contracted COVID, which is fantastic. It just shows that they That's take the money yeah. seriously. Um, let me yeah. ask you this: So, it, it, have you going forward now? Have you realized that there are more efficient ways to do your 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 business to run the company to where maybe you go maybe we actually don't even need the additional depots we can centralize our communication hubs have you reinvented how you'll perform post covid now or do you think once covid's over you'll like let's just get back into it and kind of hit it, it full on the way we used to I, I think it's a, it's a bit of a mixture. So so we have to do a lot of work on our processes and our practices and the things that we would normally do because the, the limited contact between people so. People who were always used to working together in an office suddenly couldn't work together, so they're all working from home. 
Uh, so we we signed up to 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 a program where that allows you know virtual communication between all the different staff. So they're almost in a room, even though a bit like Zoom, but you know very similar. But it's 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 a lot more chat based as well. So they can put messages in and talk to each other that way. You know, we have to adapt in 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 that way completely. So we, and we still haven't got everybody you know back in the offices yet. But we're alternating it. So you know, some people are coming in for a few days, then they work back from home. Um, and actually, we may well keep that because it gives a really good work-life balance. Wow. Now, let's go. Uh, so let, where were you at today? So you, uh, June of last year, did an 800 grand broker record. Where are you at right now? Yeah. What's your revenue coming in at at this point? Uh, yeah, well, March uh, this year. So so 12 months on when we first shut down, we hit $1.29 billion. Un- Unbelievable. That's just so impressive, my friend. That's, that's in one month. That's really yeah. inspiring. Yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. Uh, okay, so now let me ask you one last question, then we got to go. And we're going long on this one because I'm having fun. I could probably talk to you for another hour. Yeah, um, sure. You've, you've kind of decided, okay, a lot of this is coming in because of COVID. It's brought us to the new business. Is there a risk of you growing so much so that once COVID's over, that need will then, like the, 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 the demand will diminish and the supply is too high at that point in time? What are you doing to prevent having too much supply and not enough demand? Once people are back yeah, and they're not, you know, they're not looking at their homes anymore. Yeah. So, so this is sort of I've been very conscious of the whole whole way through. So we've been very careful not to over expand. So, so the, 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 we believe the figures we've achieved now to doing 1.2, 1.3 million a month is going to be manageable going forwards as well. We've not seen a real decline in the number of people inquiring, the number of people who are you know wanted to go ahead with the work. What we've not done is, you know. We've got a place where we're booked up to August because we don't want to do, we, we could take on probably 10, 15 more vans to deal with the work that we've got now. Yeah. But that work won't be there probably in three to six months' time. Right. You know, um, so, so, managing that growth as well. That's good. Yes. Yeah. We're trying to do it sensibly where we know we're looking to go, hang on, we're booked up way into the future here. We can probably put on another van. Yeah. But we don't want to book up to the point where, you know, people on 10 vans get that work done in the next two weeks. Like we like to try and keep just two weeks' work booked in to keep it fresh. That, that's too dangerous. That would be, you know, absolutely great. It'd be great today, yeah. but it wouldn't be great in a month's time when you're telling people, sorry, you've never done that job. Yeah, you exactly. know, so so we've, we've kept the, the workforce stable. We've done slow, controlled growth. Yeah. Um, and, and, and now we're looking forward really to to looking at opening all the new depots and, and going back to the plan that was taking place 12 months ago. All right. So normally at this point in time in the interview, I try to get you some business and I put up your website and I do a little pitch for you. But I'm almost wondering if you'd, you don't want that at this point. <laughs> but listen, let's get you some orders for August past that. Uh, you can go to instaloft.co.uk, right? Uh, that's your website. We're going to put yes. your website. We're going to put your phone number up on the screen as well. So if anybody is sitting around going bonkers at their house because they got too much clutter, too much crap in the way, and they need to get rid of it, they can call Instaloft and uh, get on the waiting list to get their new loft built in their house. Listen, uh, if you'd li- I, I don't know about you, but I could talk to this guy for another hour or two easily. So if you <laughs> want to learn more about his story and find out in greater detail and also have this person who's obviously brilliant in the way he's running his business also advise you on yours, come to the mastermind because that's the beauty of a mastermind, right? It's not about one person. It's about the team, right, Rob? So yeah, you know, uh, to, to be able to have somebody like him give you some feedback and some advice on your business, I think that'd be great. So you can join the Ultra and Entrepreneur Mastermind coming up June 22nd and 23rd in Warwick. Um, the details are on the screen. Check it out. 
You can go here. You can vote for him if you want to as well. He's going to be competing for a 10,000-pound prize and the bragging rights of being the ultimate entrepreneur of 2021. Uh, Rob, it's an absolute pleasure. I look forward to meeting you there. Are you going to be there live or will you be virtual? I will be there live. Yes, yeah, I'll be there. Well, I'll be there live too, barring the fact that I uh, my my quarantine goes well and I get my two negative COVID tests. I'll see. Otherwise, I, I might be rocking up from the hotel on Zoom as well. But anyway, <laughs> take care so much, Rob. Uh, congratulations on your success. I'm very happy you. for you. And uh, we'll see you June 22nd and 23rd. And hopefully we'll see you all here June 22nd and 23rd. Look, look forward to it. See you there, guys. Cheers. Bye. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Three things you need to do now. Number one, make sure you subscribe to this podcast so you do not miss an episode. Also, get on over to Amazon to get a copy of my latest book, Turnover is Vanity, Profit is Sanity, Nine and a Half Steps to Improving Your Profits and Cash Flow. Also, join our Facebook group, the Turnover is Vanity, Profit is Sanity community to connect with other business owners.